to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello and welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. This is Monica, and I started Run, Eat, Repeat to document training for my first marathon and losing weight. Much to my surprise, it grew into a huge community my full-time job, and now this podcast, which I really missed. So hi, I am waving to you. I was MIA for a couple of days, really from a lot of things, a blog, podcast, social media. I just needed a break. I was definitely on the verge of some sort of breakdown situation and needed to prevent that by stepping back. I am not completely back yet, but I am in process. And that's what I love about how I share on Run, Eat, Repeat is that I'm kind of, I like to share my process as I am going through it and wanted to talk about my recent email bankruptcy, nervous breakdown, and June highlights and other randomness as it comes up. We'll see. I thought this was going to be a very short and sweet episode of just checking in because I missed you, but we'll just roll with it and see where we end up today. So let's start with the warm up. So one of the many reasons that I love running repeat is that it is basically like a journal of my life and embarrassing moments and highlights and lowlights and a lot of other randomness. Oh, and my running and recipes and eating, right? So at the end of every month, I do a post that is my favorite run, eat and repeat from the previous month. And that's what I want to talk about first for our little warm up situation. My favorite run is the run that I had um, at the beginning of the month in San Francisco. I really love San Francisco. I am born and raised in Southern California and have been there a lot. I did road trips with my family as a kid up there. I did road trips with my ex. I've come up there for work a lot and also flown up, you know, with friends and different just fun trips and for races. It's been a lot is what I'm trying to get at. And I just really like the area. And it had been a long time since I had been up there. The weather was perfection. And it just makes me happy. It made me happy to travel again. I feel like I haven't really been traveling a ton lately. And it was to go to an event with Real California Milk. They are one of my big partnerships this year. And I'm really excited about it. And it's been super awesome so far. So definitely stay tuned for a lot of amazing recipes. I've been doing a lot of recipe creation and photography and working on all of that too. But <laughs> I have, I wrote a post, the post specifically. So yes, running in San Francisco was kind of my favorite run of the last month. But that post, which I will put a link to in the show notes, is kind of fun and interesting because I talk about just random facts from previous trips to San Francisco. One of them was the first time I ran across the Golden Gate Bridge. Probably the first kind of blog work, and I'm doing quotes there, work, because I wasn't actually getting paid for the blog at the time. I had just started it. One of my first trips out there, I ran across the Golden Gate Bridge with my friend Bobby, and it was pouring rain. And I am definitely 
a fair weather friend when it comes to weather and rain. But it was really legit pouring, but it was also the most amazing experience because it was something I've always wanted to do. And I don't know if it was because of that trip or another one, but I've ran across the bridge several times, once for a race out there, and then just when traveling. You can, there is a pedestrian side on both sides that you can run across. I think just one way, the bridge is a mile and a half long. So doing the bridge alone is like three miles. But I was going out there one time for work. Again, I was going to be solo. I knew no one on the trip was going to want to run with me. And I Googled how to run across the Golden Gate Bridge and found one of my previous posts I had written, actually. And it was super helpful. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the best. I don't know if anyone else ever benefits from run it repeat, but at least it helps my memory, which is really important, right? I kind of just started it as a running journal and I didn't realize at the time I have a horrible memory. I need to start eating walnuts and doing, I don't know what, like memory games. I got to get an app to fight Alzheimer's. Otherwise, I'm going to have to get Ryan Gosling to read me the notebook He's going to have to print out my blog posts and read them to me or obviously read them off of his magic phone. That is assuming that I get Alzheimer's and he wants to, but I'm just saying I'm using this whole story because I recently saw the notebook on TV and I did several Instagram stories about it because I didn't remember it. I Okay. The irony of this, of me saying this. I was like, maybe I've never seen the notebook because I don't remember this. And I'm talking about how I have bad memory. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm just saying that's why there's the blog. So Golden Gate Bridge, you can, if you need some tips on how to run across it, check out Running Repeat. I will put links for um, both of these posts in the show notes. The post um, referencing when I ran this recent time in San Francisco, I put a lot of random stuff about stories from my previous, a couple of previous San Francisco trips. Also, I don't know if I mentioned this one on the post. A couple of years ago, when it was the most recent Summer Olympics, I was invited to watch the Women's Gymnastics Olympic Trials in San Jose. And as part of that whole weekend trip, they took us to a baseball game. Uh, for the San Francisco Giants. So we drove to San Francisco to go to a baseball game. I had never been to a baseball game before, so it was pretty cool and exciting. We got there a little early, or maybe, I don't know, we just had some time to kill beforehand. Or maybe I just wasn't ready to go in yet, because I get bored easily. I know that's surprising. But Ben and I walked around the stadium outside. We had we just had some time. So we were walking around San Francisco near the Bay Area. And uh, suddenly, we're just walking along, living our lives, chatting. And there are cyclists that ride by us completely butt-ass naked. Completely naked. Not like in some sort of speedo situation. Nada enchilada. And it was surprising. And not just that. So there was several of them, a lot of them. It was a whole group. This was their thing, first of all. Second of all, what happened was, I don't know how, 
or why, but one of them just started writing alongside of us and we were talking with him. Like a very lengthy conversation. He told us what it was called. I'm sure, I don't know if I blogged about it at the time because I was like, I don't really, I'm on a trip. I'm trying to be professional. I'm not on the bike naked, but I'm just saying, I don't know how to put this in context. I think I, I don't even know. And you need visuals for that. How am I supposed to post someone's naked butt on a bike, right? The point is, it's a fun place. I'm a fan, right? Yes. Okay, moving on to my favorite eat of June. Hands down, no contest, churro waffles. I also recently went to Seattle. And that was towards the very end of the month. It was actually like end of June, beginning of July. But I checked the date because I wanted to get this right. And it was like the last day of June that I enjoyed these churro waffles in Seattle. I was out there with um, Brooks running. They make shoes that are epic. And I had an amazing reunion with a lot of my running, blogging, social media friends. It was super awesome. We had a really good time. And I actually am going to talk about that more in an upcoming post. But one of the highlights that I am going to continue talking about until I recreate it at home are these churro waffles. It was like you combine a churro and a waffle, but better. and. I am not normally someone who, I'll put a picture of this in the show notes. I put a picture on Instagram. I am obsessed right now. I don't know what it is exactly about this because I am not normally someone who keeps talking about a great meal or food long after they've had it because I'm always thinking, okay, that was awesome. I'll give you that. But what's my next meal going to be? Like I am ready to move forward with my life and move forward with my snacks and meals. However, I cannot, I'm like obsessing. It's a little bit of a concern. It's something I might have to address in therapy soon, but I can't get over it. I have literally bought some of the ingredients. I've already started to brainstorm how to make them at home, but like an easy version because I'm lazy they're amazing. And I am a little worried that I might have just been super hungry because like I said, I don't usually keep thinking about a food after I've had it, even if it is amazing. But I don't know. These were magical. And I'm going to recreate it. And I am very much looking forward to it. I would have already recreated them if not for the fact that my whole minimalism obsession (laughs) means that I donated my waffle maker a couple months ago. I really hadn't used it in the longest time. And I super regret that. I've asked around friends if they have a waffle maker I can use. I'm looking into this. (laughs) That's like, I haven't, I have really been aggressive about getting rid of things because I saw the minimalist documentary, which I think was a little hyped up and just much, but that's how documentaries are, right? I drink the Kool-Aid, but we all shared a cup because we're minimalists. So just one cup for everyone at the party, you just pass it around. Um, But I am a fan of 
not needing so much stuff. We really don't. We really don't need stuff, you know? And there hasn't been many times that I have regretted something that I have gotten rid of, either given away or donated. I really need to start using those like let it go offer up apps to sell things because I mean, hello, it was a George Foreman grill that had the plates that you could remove those and you could put on the waffle plates. And I mean, it was still, it still worked. Anyways, I'm going to recreate these chittle waffles on a healthier note that I made a banana split breakfast bowl um, when I was in San Francisco and got some ideas for kind of like healthy protein post-run snacks that I will put a link to as well in the show notes. And for the favorite posts, I'd like to repeat, I have more than one. For the podcast, I think the how to stay in running shape in between races, and that was episode 84, is a common question that I get. And I answered a couple of other questions that are very frequently asked. So you can check that out again episode 84. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes for the notes to that one. And also the 21 day stretch challenge series was amazing and super popular. And so many people that were not even runners or not even running right now for whatever reason, taking a break from it, injured, um, just not training for anything, participated. And I just got so much awesome feedback and so much participation. And yeah, I just, and I feel like I really love being very realistic and common sense and just giving you tips and ideas that you can actually do today or tomorrow. So I think that that vibed really well with everyone. Um, If you missed it, you can check out, I'll put a link in the show notes to some of those posts. You can check out the stretches, but this leads me to my question of the day. What should our next kind of challenge be? What should we work on? What series do you want me to do next? So chime in on Instagram or Facebook today. I will put the question up there and you can chime in in the comments and let me know what would you like tips on next? Because I've gotten a lot of questions or (laughs) suggestions or requests, I should say, from people wanting me to focus on different things. So I was about to right now be specific and tell you what they were asking for, but I kind of just want it to be if ideally I was just working with you and we were chatting or we connected every day and you could just have me help you with anything or answer anything, what would it be for you? So let me know your thoughts or requests for that. Okay, now let's move on to the main event. Okay, before I get into my own recent nervous breakdown, I do want to say that I take mental health very seriously. And if you feel like you need help, please reach out to someone. If you are really struggling, there is the crisis text line that you can text 741-741 and just text hello. And there is a crisis counselor that can help you. You can text back and forth and have a conversation with someone that will kind of help you know how to deal in that moment and potentially can give you resources. Also, if you have health insurance, a lot of health insurance cards on the back of it have phone numbers or websites you can look into to find 
a psychologist, psychiatrist, um, therapist, some help. Okay. So that is very important, which I mean, my mental health is also important, but there's going to be jokes and extremes mixed in here. And I just want you to realize that mental health is definitely something that you need to be aware of and be your own advocate. Okay. I'm not sure where to really start with this because this wasn't really a planned sabbatical. Not that it was a sabbatical. It was just, I have taken a step back from blogging and podcasting as frequently. And then a couple of days ago, declared email bankruptcy. And this is all kind of in part because I just have felt very overwhelmed and stressed and bitchy. And like everything is about to make me cry. And I feel like I'm very quick to snap at someone, which I don't like at all. I just realized I felt like I was on edge a lot. And partially it's because I had a lot of work to do and I do have a lot of stressors. And I think it is kind of realizing big, both happy and sad anniversaries in my life are kind of coming up. It was just a lot. And it might have been too hormonal, like the timing of my period, that just everything seemed to kind of be weighing very heavy on me. And I felt really overwhelmed. And like I wasn't doing anything really well. And I don't think that this would be that important if not for the fact that running repeat is my job. It is actually how I pay my bills every month. So I genuinely don't think I would feel like this. Or I guess I don't think it would have taken me to get to that point before I stepped back, if not for the fact that this is my job and I have deadlines to make and I've signed contracts that I have to make sure that I am holding up my end of the deal with. And I do want to be professional. And I also really connect with you. And it's really important to me. And I joke a lot about not having any friends. And I also realize that Instagram and comments on my blog and people messaging me or emailing me is my social interaction. And it's really important to me. And I also think it's an honor to be able to interact with you and motivate you and encourage you and watch your journey and share mine and maybe tell some jokes. It, I am so lucky. Like it is ridiculous. It is ridiculous that I am not a fast runner. I am not an Olympian, but on some level, I am doing this this blog because of running, because I am an okay person who just happens to really love running and food and healthy living. And I get to talk about it all the time for money. So I just realized that I didn't like the level of stress I felt like I was under. I didn't like that I felt like 
I was about to cry when anything new kind of popped up. And I don't know if I actually mentioned this, but I had just been, I had some issues with previous tax years that I didn't file a certain form that I needed to for my business taxes. And it wasn't like this big of a deal, but it was because I didn't really know how to fix it. And I had to go to someone. And then a couple weeks later, I had some fraud on my bank account. And it was just like those little things on top of the fact that I was already operating at the very edge of my own sanity. I was like, shut it down. Like I need to take a step back and just get organized, get my shit together because I don't want to be rude or unkind to anyone, including myself. And I just felt like it was going there. And I don't want that to be the case. So I, it wasn't a planned out thing, really. I just realized if I'm not going to do something well, again, because this is my job, I'm, I'm not going to do something right now. And it's okay. And I never think it's the end of the world. I'm not one of those people who, if I don't post something, come back and feel like I owe you an apology. I think you're living your own life. I understand you're busy. I don't think you're waiting by the phone for Monica to Instagram. If you are, God bless you. You're a super fan and I love you. But I just, I don't think anyone like really cares all that much, you know? So I just thought it was okay. Like just, okay, you you kind of think it's fine if you need a break. And I respect that when other people do it, I'm not like it's the end of the world. So I was like, all right, shut it down. And I did. (laughs) In addition to that, and it wasn't really long enough, but again, I have deadlines. So I had a couple of deadlines that I didn't realize were popping up that I had to get back on Instagram for. I uninstalled Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter from my phone for a couple of days and didn't like make an announcement. Again, it's not a big deal. Like, ah, it's you know, some girl doing silly poses and taking pictures of food and making random jokes with office memes. Like, I don't think I am curing cancer or saving kids, but it's fun and it's my job. So I just wanted to kind of update everyone on why I haven't been posting as much, both on the blog and podcast. And then I actually have done the run report check-in for over a year. I have posted to Instagram every day for, I want to say, maybe years at this point. I've never missed a day. I think I missed like three days. I am not losing any sleep over this. I didn't lose any sleep when I did it recently, I think it was like the end of last week. I'm just saying that though, it is noteworthy since I do think it's important. And it's one of my favorite ways to interact with people is on Instagram to see what you are doing. Like I genuinely am reading all of those comments and seeing what people are training for and what workout they're doing today. And I love when you chime in with something extra, like four miles before, you know, having a picnic for my son's birthday, or I'm about to start training for my first marathon. Like that 
is everything. And it's really important to me and I really love it. So I miss that genuinely. I also miss the podcast because I like talking to you. I am I am weird too and that I really I like talking on the phone. Is that weird? I feel like everyone jokes about not using their phone to talk, but I would. Maybe that's just because no one calls me. So if people actually did call me, I'd be like, thanks, no thanks. No, I really like talking on the phone, which is why I feel like that's what we're doing here. Along with all of this, <laughs> I have a confession to make. I declared email bankruptcy. And I'm not sure how much of that is an actual thing or a story that was supposed to be funny that I read. I'm pretty sure I got it from the blog S. She has written a couple books. They're really funny. She's a super huge blogger and amazing, amazing author. It's very entertaining. Um, I'll put a link in the show notes. But her name is Jenny Lawson, and she's written Furiously Happy and Let's Pretend This Never Happened. And they're both available audiobook style because I'm pretty sure I've listened to both of them. And I think that she has done this more than once, mind you. But also she tells these kind of crazy stories in the books. So (laughs) as I was putting together some notes for this show, I was thinking, wait, what if that was just a joke? Because a lot of her other things are jokes that she talks about getting like raccoons, taxidermied, and having these funny fights with her husband via post-it note, like leaving all these passive aggressive post-its, just adding to them. And mind you, like he isn't part of this, like he's been asleep the whole time and she's just adding more and getting more mad. So maybe, and again, goes back to the fact that I have a bad memory and I don't know how much of it is supposed to be a joke, but I am crediting her with the term email bankruptcy And also with justifying the fact that I did this. Basically, I think what she did is she just started a new email address. Like she was like, shut it down. I cannot deal with this. I'm starting over. And in her books, she talks about having anxiety and depression and kind of dealing with that. And really sometimes just realizing where your boundaries are and where you need to draw a line and what you can do and what you can't do. Right. And so... It's very funny the way she talked about it, but it is also this form of self-care where she just realized, I can't do this anymore. Or at least I'm speaking for her, but I should be speaking for myself in that this has been weighing on me like crazy. It has been well over a year that I just fell behind. And it was a combination of things. I think it was when... Ben left, like it was around our break of time, but it was, it was like leading up to that where I just got behind on things because I completely fell apart. And then I had a ton of work to do and it just keeps coming in. Um, And also I had additional new work because I had to take on a lot of the responsibilities that I didn't have before. And those included, you know, like the BS of switching providers for certain services and bills and just like different things and health insurance, like all of this stuff that is just very unfun adulting, right? And luckily, I took care of that. And other things fell off. And in my defense, I don't know who handed me this awesome life. (laughs) 
but I don't think I am capable of carrying it. However, I'm trying my best. And actually that I'm trying my best. I think we're all trying our best. And the email thing was really weighing on me and it was ridiculous. I had 10,000 emails and I'm not sure which of them were important. So I couldn't just delete them, but going through them would take me forever. I would spend, I would put aside time each day to try and catch up on email, but I would get new ones. And running repeat is a business. It is, you know, I'm very, very lucky and it's doing very well. And I really need to hire help but it's just me. And I think a lot of other people that have similar sized social media, either blogs, podcasts, whatever, have a lot more support, be it like tech support or photography or just like admin stuff, creative, just more help in general. And I don't like I, it is just me. And I'm sure that's not that surprising to you, given the quality <laughs> and professionalism of my photography and sometimes editing. I don't know how many times my brother has screenshot me a blog post that he was looking through and just like, I think he'll mark on his phone like a typo. And I'm like, I'm just going to give you my logon information and you can fix it. And he's like, how are you? putting stuff up that has typos in it. I'm just like, again, I am trying my best. And so I realized that this was really weighing on me. And I really couldn't catch up given everything new that's constantly coming in. And the new stuff is awesome and exciting. And I don't, I'm not complaining. And I hope there's no air tone of complaining here. Like it is beyond. And when I say ridiculous, I mean it in the best way. Like I am so lucky. I am so lucky even on the worst day of my life. And this is my attitude about my life. On the worst day of my life, I think there are so many people that would trade what they have for what I have. And I just have that perspective. I think like on the day when like my ex just is like yo i don't i'm not super into you what's that thing he's just not that into you <laughs> and everything like just comes crashing down in different ways you know i realize that even when you feel like you are just like broken inside the facts of the matter are i live in california I have a great family. I'm college educated. I can run. I'm healthy enough to do that. That there are so many people that have it so much worse than me that I would never dare to complain. That is not it. At the same time, I needed some grace because I couldn't do it. And it was really weighing on me. So I can't fix it because I was trying. And it's really making my day-to-day life harder because I feel bad and overwhelmed. And I just feel like I was kind of chasing my tail. So I declared email bankruptcy again. I didn't start a new email address, so you could still email me. What I did was 
I created a folder that was specific for this month. It was like July 2018. If you are listening to this in the future, boom. Hello. Wave to me from the future. Um, But I created a folder July 2018. And I put anything that was in my inbox from the last like two months that I knew was because since Gmail does that thing where you can put important and there's like, I don't know if they call it unimportant, but there's two, it separates it automatically based on getting to know you. I don't know how it does it, but it's pretty accurate. Magic. And I put anything that was important that I genuinely needed to do in that folder and everything else I deleted. Like, thousands. There's actually a way it's hard to do it manually because I did have like 10,000. You know what? This is like minimalism for email. Boom. Minimalism wins again. It's hard to do. There's something like selecting all you can search in your Gmail. If anyone wants to do this, not that I'm encouraging you to, but normally if you just click all the ones selected, it just gives you like the 50 emails you could see. And I didn't want to have to do that 10,000 divided by 50 times. So there's a trick to it where you can select all, like you search your email box for like red or unread or something, something like that. And you can select all and delete. And that's what I did. And I feel a little irresponsible and a little weird about it. But more than that, I feel a sense of relief. And the reality is that I just, I couldn't do it. And I was, again, doing my best. It was getting harder for me to do my best moving forward with that weighing on me. So I actually, on some level, wasn't doing my best. It was taking a lot out of me to try and catch up to work on old stuff. It was just a lot. Anyways, I did it. And that is where I am in the moment in this year. It's what I had to do to basically survive and not lose my shit. Because like I said, I just felt like that was one of the things that was really making me feel crazy and stressed and overwhelmed. And like, I wanted to like cry or scream or go for a run. I don't know what else people do. Eat a bunch of ice cream from the carton, whatever it is. My point is that I did that. So if you send me an email prior to two months ago, you can resend it because day to day, I am staying up to date on my email. Um, It's only been a couple of days, but I'm really trying to make it a priority because I I want it to be with a purpose. I, I don't want to have done that just to let it pile up again. And now at the end of the day, I feel like I was productive versus I barely made a dent. And I don't know, I might have missed something super important. But at the same time, my mental health is super important. And I just felt like I couldn't do it. And I was either going to quit the blog and go live in the woods somewhere which I don't want to do because I'm very prone to a lot of bug bites. I think it's because I eat so much watermelon that the bugs just feel like it's like, oh, there's a like big orange flower. But that's why I didn't want to move to the mountains and just be a hermit. So I needed to do this. And scene. 
like I said, I will put links in the show notes to those two books that I mentioned from the blog us because I'm a fan. It's actually been a really long time since I listened to those. And if you have heard this phrase before and it's not from her, I'm pretty sure I'm like 98% sure that it is. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Fun fact. Tell me if you've ever done anything like this. Started a new life. Started all over. I also want to do a factory reset of my phone and not have any contacts or apps or anything. Just start over. Let's see how it goes. Not going to do that, but I've thought about it a lot. Anyways, if you have a question for me, let me know it. Let's do this. Let's talk about it. Obviously, everything is free game. I'm an oversharer here. So you can email me at runnyrepeat at gmail.com. Try to put podcast question in the voicemail line. And you know what? That email will pop up in my inbox so happily. And I will be very happy to see it. Not way down. Or you can leave a voicemail. The number is 562-888-1644. And both of these are, if you go to my Instagram profile at run it repeat, there's an email box. If you click on that, it sends you right to my email or there's that, the voicemail or like phone line, and it will take you to that voicemail. So you can check it out. Let me know. And also chime in and let's talk about what should be the next challenge. Running, eating, repeating. Do you want to do some sort of accountability for running four days a week or training for a certain distance, doing a sub two hour half? Oh no, I'm going to start naming things. And that's what I don't want to do. I don't want to put ideas in your head. I wanted it to be you. Okay. That's why we got to go. I hope you had fun. I hope maybe you learned something about me or at least it distracted you from your run and that you were having the best run and you're speeding it up and you're going to stretch at the end. And I will talk to you later. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.